Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, I have a um, really, really dope rapper um, out here in Milwaukee. His name is Chris Cunningham. He goes by Wild64. Uh, his latest album is Rose Gold Mutt. It just dropped streaming everywhere uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, one of the best uh, Milwaukee hip hop albums of the year so far. Um, and uh, his song Lately also. Uh, preceded it to which is not on the album but yeah that's it's, it's also got a dog on the cover that's like from like 2014 i was just testing out how quick the music would go on all the social sites oh stuff. shit and also really like that song so i just decided yeah. to put it out i didn't even talk about it i just released it and it looked so well shit i mean hey it's out there it's out there for you to enjoy. so uh yeah dude thanks for being on the show thank you for having me yeah appreciate it yeah dude how uh, how was your day today it was alright. I woke up, smoked, played 2K. Typical, yeah. Yeah, this is my first day off in like 14 days. So. Yeah, damn. Uh, do you? What do you do at Jack's American Pub? Yeah, I, I bar back there. Uh, sure. Basically just like stock the beer, clean the glasses. It's like easy work. It's just strenuous from time. And also serve oh, yeah. at a different restaurant and shit. But, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I've been to Jack's a couple times. I'm not, like, really big on the bars on Brady, but, like, a couple times I've been in Jack's, it's, like, it's just, it's seemed like a bunch of people just, like, standing around and just yelling. <laughs> like, that's kind of the culture it's, of it's Jack's. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's it. Like, no one's like, even dancing. They're just standing. Oh, and you'd just... be surprised. There's some people dancing. It's interesting yeah. to watch, especially from behind the bar. I know. I'll be, like, high and then just watching it and just like huh? yeah go about my day uh, i've been working there while it's kind of like white noise to me i don't really pay attention to everybody else mm -hmm. i just focus on my job and try to get that shit done for sure yeah well, otherwise i'd be sitting there and like flabbergasted and you know paused by a lot of different shit yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i imagine just working in the service industry is great for people watching um i work at company brewing and I'm in the kitchen, so like I don't get to really like see a lot of uh, people like when I'm working. But like, it's still nice to get a glimpse of just like you know people getting their drink on and just uh, especially the karaoke nights. Those are fun as fuck. Oh yeah, I go to karaoke at Nomad on Brady a lot mm -hmm. just to like joke around. I'll be doing yeah. um, chop suey just to throw people off. It's like, <laughs> like why is he doing chop suey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shit. That's uh, that one's a classic. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, that one brings it back. Well, let's start drinking. Um, we got a Cuervo, uh, the gold kind. I um, for real, let's go. No, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. Thanks for uh, getting this uh, on short notice. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I got Sprite. It's literally the best option. Oh, don't apologize yeah. for getting I don't Sprite. Think I don't think that's a good mix-up for tequila. No? What, what would you say is good? I like squirt with tequila, especially I'll say go, but like... Sure. Sprite? Nah. <laughs> well, man... But it is the best option, so... Yeah. I mean, I'm not picky, dude. I, um... I don't even... I don't really ever drink this shit, like, by choice anyway. But... Um, drinking it because it's here. 
Sorry. Well, yeah, I like tequila. It's not my favorite either, but I like drinking it. Word. Well, and I didn't even drink any on Sea Comfort Mile, so. Well, cheers. It's not my culture to it. Like, it's weird. I just don't want to appropriate or do yeah. something like that. And, like, yeah. really, it's about a revolutionary war or something. Like, I kind of yeah. did my research about it last year, and then just, like, actually, like, I didn't care. I just want to make my money for that day. Like, I, I did drink that day, but it was whiskey. Right. I like whiskey. And at that point, it's just like any other night of drinking, yeah. right? Yeah. Big and, fan of keep that same energy no yeah. matter what's going oh, on. Oh, totally. Yeah. And like, and the same thing with St. Patty's Day, like, um, obviously different story and different culture, but it's still like everyone pretends to be Irish for a day and like is just drinking themselves silly. And, um, and it's like, I have some Irish blood, so like my family always, every St. Patty's Day, we would have corned beef and cabbage, like the... the um, you know the traditional like dinner but like yeah i feel like instead of you know throwing on a bunch of like appropriating shit like a sombrero or something like people do <laughs> like on cinco de mayo it's just like, why don't you just treat it like any other day, day of drinking you exactly know? and while we're a sombrero and especially if you're a trump supporter like i i know people who come in at jacks who are trump supporters and like, i see them wear mexican hats and i'm just like well you're misguided. Yeah, right, right, right. No, it, it's just kind of like drinker. It's just kind of it's counterintuitive. Um, but we're not uh, we're not here to talk about um, yeah, everything sorry. that's wrong with Cinco de Mayo. We're here to talk about uh, love and fear. That is the uh, theme of Mr. Nice Guy, and um, I really like talking to um, to recording artists about this topic because I like to break down sort of what um, just like kind of what. It, what those things mean in their music and especially because this is such a fresh project that you dropped recently um, you know I, I, I definitely want to kind of analyze sort of like the whole conception of the project Rose Gold Mutt and um, how it's how you've evolved from an artist like from how you started to now and okay. and all that jazz so so first and foremost um, I want you to Talk a little bit about just kind of like um, what made you choose to uh, uh, embark on the path of uh, hip hop and just uh, making music. All right. Well, believe it or not, I grew up in the church home, so like I was just raised around like gospel to like 2005. Like I lived with my granddad, and she because mm -hmm. my mom had me at a young age. Yeah. So she couldn't like whatever. My granddad just took me in. Who was a pastor. Yeah. So. But I would always like, this is back when I lived in Detroit, I would always like hang around my dad sometimes though. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually my mom moved out here and then I moved out here to be with my mom or whatever. And uh, I just started noticing like hip hop, like Pharrell was like one of the first artists I started to notice. It really got me into like liking music and like Lil Wayne's mixtapes got me into liking music. And I was just always hanging around my family. like being introduced to all different types of shit like back when Soldier Boy was first came out like I was like one of everything and like, like 2007 <laughs> yeah like from there I was just like a like it's something I just found out about and like because I really didn't like listen to it like that growing up I just fell in love with it and from there I just found myself doing it and then I met people who taught me how to do it and from there I've just been making my own stride like yeah. and I mean not taught but like gave me fucking like tips and tricks and shit like that and yeah. really helped me grow like sure. shout out to the homies yeah and right, right. Me up. yeah of course um yeah um i was talking to i 
So I had uh, the guys from uh, Rose Gold Events on, or Alex Keys and uh, Brian Gorlick, shout out those guys. Uh, had them on the show uh, two episodes ago. But um, we were talking about um, just uh, the whole idea of just like being trash, like when you start to being now where it's like, <laughs> it's like where you, even though you're so much farther from, uh, you're so much farther like, um, like on your path than you were like when you first started like you know you still like can think you're trash in some ways do you feel like you get that at all like as an artist like where you're like kind of critical like self-critical i think everything i make is trash sometimes <laughs> that's how i feel like i always feel like i can do better like I, yeah especially like when i record something like i put so much time and effort before i do record and like rehearsing and trying to figure out different ways i can approach it and like when i finally do record it and like i I take my studio time serious. So I'm in there like trying to do everything I can to make that one song better. Like I have in mind to make like, I'll buy like two or three hours of studio time and probably only come up with two or three songs because I want to spend so much time like working on stuff and make it better. But um, yeah, I I just take that so seriously. Yeah. But my early shit was trash, it definitely <laughs> was trash. I was like, a mix of Lil B and Tyler the Creator when I first came out. Oh, yeah. Like I just did not care. I was like too based with it. Yeah. And then like I was off rhythm and you know, I just carried on in my like kinda off rhythm rhythm kind of style rapping. But sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's definitely some shit I have like saved on my MacBook. I'll show you one day. Yes. I did I love a, a a rap over a year jerk. Oh my god. Yeah. That's yeah. like my favorite from back then. Yeah. <laughs> I'll listen to that shit actually, and then like listen to all my mixtapes I had, and then like I'll listen to everything I had building up to what finally made Rose Gold. And I do appreciate the growth. And, like my friends will all say like, "Yo, bro, yeah, you definitely being more yourself in your music than you've been before." And it just it means a lot. Like I just genuinely love music, and I don't really care about like anything else as much as I like music. Yeah, man, I relate. Um, obviously not, I'm, I'm not no musician, but I, I commend that a lot for like constant, for constantly thinking about how like you can, you know, you know, better your craft and everything. Cause like, I think about that like all the time. I, I'll stay like, I, I'll be watching over my episodes that I record and like, as I'm watching through it, like watching, just watching myself talk, watching myself with my mannerisms and how many tangents I go off. I'm like, I'm trash. <laughs> I, like, I'll be thinking like, damn, I could have done this better. Like, I need to work on this, and like, I. And it stings even more when people point it out to me. Like when my, um, like when my mom will watch my episodes, and she'll be like, just a, like a little advice, you know? Like, uh, why don't you do this next time? And and like, I, I it stings because I know she's right. I know that, like, because, like, usually, like, her instinct is in my best interest, and I'm thinking, well, you know, like, yeah, I, like, uh, she'll, like, she's, like, for example, like, um, things like my posture gets pointed out, like, I'm always, like, hunched over, but, same, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, I feel like that's just how I, that's just kind of, I, that's just how I'm comfortable, but it's little things where, like, you know, she's, like, not even just her, like, I mean, this, people point little things out and like I let them get to me because I know that I know that like I can like improve on them and do them that different as artists we are our biggest critics because we have we know what our what our art has the potential to be 
And then it's like sometimes it won't be where we want it to be, but at that time we should appreciate what we make. That's how I feel. Like yeah. somebody, there's no such thing as the perfect song. Yeah. It's not because like music itself is as opinionated. Mm -hmm. So like, for instance, some people don't like Marvel films. Me, I'm a big ass Marvel nerd. He's been like buying comics since I was in high school and shit. So it's like yeah. I'm all over him, like over analytical. Like yeah. yo, this didn't happen. I'm mad. Da da da. Like, but. Generally, I just feel like art should be appreciated the way it is, and like yeah. it can, everything can grow. So, like you have, I've been struggling with that pressure too, but I've been coming to realize like it's okay to just be how I am. Yeah, because somebody like it, right? <laughs> yeah, somebody. Like yeah, it. yeah. As long as you like it, though, that's the main. Yeah, <laughs> and also you're all, and you're also like you and I and any creative are just ever evolving, and you know you can, we are constantly like um, I think that we have to be our biggest critics because it's better to take criticism from ourselves rather than, you know, looking at, looking to what other people try to point out. Cause like, it's like, sure. Like, you know, all second opinions are definitely valued, but the bet, but at the end of the day, like, you know, you know, like how to be true to yourself and you know what direction like you want to go with it and you can kind of take it or leave it when it comes to like what other people have to say but you're always ever evolving in the sense that like you know you're always you know we're we're constantly um being uh exposed to different experiences we're growing as people we get new ideas we get new sources of inspiration and that is what will gradually like um you know it, your craft grows with you in that way. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to talk about your album because, like, ser like seriously, like I like it so much. Uh, smoking song. Um, it's such a fucking good ass song. Shout out Nile. Uh, Nile's on that uh, on that album. Nile. What up, little bro? <laughs> yeah. Um, Nile will. You smell like totally turkey bacon. <laughs> hey, man. Yo, turkey bacon is slacked on. It's funny because like a while back when me and Will were like doing like Ugly Season 1, yeah. uh, I did a hashtag Will Smell Like Turkey Bacon repeatedly whenever I like did something. And like if you clicked on Will Smell Like Turkey Bacon, it'd be a bunch of our songs. <laughs> like, it was like, it worked it out perfect because yeah. I love mm. fucking with Will. That's my brother. Right. Shout out Will on Water or Will the Glide. Yeah. Dude, that, that man is an outstanding human being. Yeah, for sure. And um and uh i yeah also yeah i just want i want to also give it to nile for just how he interacts with the crowd when he performs because i saw him at 414 day on cactus club and like dude like when i interviewed him after the show um he made such a great point about how like whether it's two or ten or 200 people you're performing to like you've got to give it your all like every time and like i I just admire that mentality so much because, you know. Yeah, that man is amazing. I love Nile. I love his music, man. Yeah. I, every time I talk to him, I always like hit him up randomly while I'm drunk. Like, hey, bro, I fucking love your music, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Shout and, out, fat nerds. Yeah. And hey, bro, I dubbed you in 2K. What's up? <laughs> yep. Hey, he said it on record. <laughs> um, so that's like, what nigga does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 but. So, um, so I want to kind of like, um, 
break down your album a little bit, like song by song, and I want to, I guess, like, um, I want you to, like, describe sort of just, like, the emotions and, like, the, um, just sort of, like, the uh, thematic material behind, like, each track and, like, you know, what was going through your head, like, with everything that was, um, you know, that's on that album. For sure. So, you want me to? Yeah, go, yeah, go right in here. So, Rose, Gold, and Hello. Uh, a beat made by Mankey. Austin. Shout out Austin Mankey. Yeah, shout out Austin Mankey. You just got a job in LA. It's pretty pretty remarkable. Yeah, when he first like I went to a studio he had that was like on uh, right there by River West Public House. I forget what street it is, but uh, he was making it, and like the whole time I was just thinking like, damn, this sounds like some kind of weird acid trip. So like the first half. It's kind of like, see, I've been feeling like a rose and yeah. all that. And then, like, I ended it with Tapa Lucy on the tongue, which is basically another word for it. And, like, I just had fun with it because that, like, little bridge where it's, like, weird noises and stuff like that does yeah. for, like, an acid trip. Mm -hmm. And, like, I actually listened to the album, like, while tripping, and it was, like, great. I, like, fucking love that part. So it was, like, I kind of make music for myself to enjoy. Yeah. And it's just like other people happen to like it too. Yeah. Like, so that's. I think that's a good mindset. <laughs> you know, you have yeah. to like your I, own shit. I'm kind of my biggest fan sometimes. Yeah. I'm also like my biggest hater, like, yeah. by far. But uh, so that one kind of like trailed off and like I was kind of rapping about myself, I guess. And just like really just coming back from like dropping a LP that I really. Liked at the time, but knew I could do better, and um, I really took my time with this project. And like, that actually was the second to last song recorded, but it it just it felt right for an intro for me. And yeah. then like, then it like kind of pauses, and then like like Rose go and Smoke song was on so perfectly afterwards. Yeah. Like, I think this is the first time when I worked on an album, I worked on the transitions, like how each song would go into each other. Like, I don't care if somebody listened to it on shuffle, but like, I wanted to make sure that if you listen to it from start to finish, like I do, like whenever I, like whenever I hear a new album, I like smoke and listen to it at the same time. And then I will listen to it again and like look at the lyrics to like really kind of understand it, like especially if it's like somebody I really am excited about, like mm -hmm. on the 17th, I'm gonna do that for Tyler. But um, <laughs> so next goes in the smoke song, which is a song about weed. I love weed, I'm high right now. I fucking, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a beautiful, yeah. so it's just like, I don't want to get high to escape it, like escape life's problem. I like getting high just cause it's fun. Like it's just something I've done. So, <laughs> on, so on that topic, um, because it's different for everybody. Do you like uh, smoke routinely? Like, I know some people that like wake and bake like every day, or they smoke before they go to sleep, or they just smoke at really fixed times of day. Like, is that kind of the thing? No, nah, I don't like going on a schedule. I don't want to feel like it. Like, controls my. Oh, it's seven o'clock. I need to smoke. It's four twenty. No, like, I would rather be like, yo, I feel like getting high right now, so I just do it. Like, yeah. when I wake up, that's sometimes I just lay in my bed and just scroll. And, like if I don't have to go to work nap time, I kind of just like will probably sit down and like watch shit I've been trying to watch, but I've been working all the times so I haven't had a chance to. Like yeah. I've been watching a series uh, called Cloak and Dagger. Okay. It's made like by Marvel's on Hulu. Yeah. Like it's hour long episodes, and like they only come out so often, and I let, let them stack up because I work all the time, and I never really have a set time to like fucking relax. But when I do, I can sit there, watch that, 
and like also once I get bored of that, work on something else and like mm -hmm. that. Like, and then I just so happen to smoke. So like, yeah. smoking is not like routine for me. Sure. It's just like, I don't want to always like be high twenty four seven. Yeah, but, like, yeah. I love being high. Like, sure. Like if you do it too much, then you got tolerance. I got a lot more. But like I always have it around. I guess so. I just like just whenever the fuck I feel like it. Yeah, that's how I'm. I'm with coffee. Like I do have to say, like I, coffee is sort of like a catalyst for me starting my day. So like when I wake up, my first instinct is to always like start the coffee pod and like you know. I always start my day with coffee, but uh, are you a coffee drinker? I used to drink coffee all the time. Like I started in high school. Uh, I was in this club where we would watch the Daily Show before school. Like we'd get there like an hour early, watch the Daily Show before school. Yeah. Like one well, teacher's like at least twelve of us, and we were always like really close to with the teacher or whatever. Like I was nerd back in high school. I was straight up like nerd who did sports, who skated. Like I just didn't really care about like a whole like trying to be popular type shit but but then I I'm sorry I join on sometimes but like coffee <laughs> I quit like about a year ago because like I'm already hyperactive as fuck and like sometimes my attention span just like be all over the place and coffee yeah. just makes me like worse so I sure. decided not to do that yeah and some people get that um I'm see I'm I'm that way with weed like so weed gives me like really bad paranoia and anxiety so I don't I don't, I haven't smoked weed since I was 18, but I still like absolutely respect like anyone who uses it. Because like people that don't drink coffee because it makes them too anxious, but that doesn't happen to me. So I'm just... I didn't start smoking weed till I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I grew up in a church home. Like, yeah, know. right. Yeah, I was, um, yeah, in high school, like I was kind of an edgy teenager and thinking that, yeah, like, on the weekends, I want to smoke weed with my friends and go to Taco Bell. Um, and that was that was that was a sh good chunk of high school for me. But um, yeah, I was running to running, doing jerk moves with my friends. Like, <laughs> yeah, it would be a fight. We just started playing music, start recording, start jerking while people fighting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a fun time. Word. So um, back to your album. So smoking songs. Smoking songs. So just a song about purely about marijuana and like just enjoying it. And then that leads into Codename 64, produced by Q the Sun. Shout out Q the Sun. That'd be five. Everything you make five, I fuck with you from long way. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, with that one, I just kind of like wanted to just rap, but like I kind of sort of went on like a, a theme kind of tangent. Like, first one was kind of like an introduction of how the song's gonna be. And then I started like, kind of focusing on like nerd bars, like talking about Thanos with a darker dough. Um, on the shit like I'm Hoagie Gilligan or something like that. I'm chopped, I can't remember it right now. Like, I was <laughs> yeah. talking about number two from Codename Six, Six uh, Codename Ugly Next Door. Yeah. And then like the last one was kind of like the juggy, like acid smoking and shit like that. And like, it was just kind of like a trifecta kind of thing. And then that goes into Game Station which is with me and Wolf the Man. Shout out Wolf the Man. It's my brother. Yeah. And um, we just, it was fun writing that because we have a, a song called Black and White where we went back and forth, which was easy because like I would write my verse and then he would write his verse. Yeah. And then like 
we like I see what he would write about and I write my verse and then like we go back and forth. Mm-hmm. But like we never had no like real fucking subject matter. This one I was like, let's challenge ourselves and do nothing but video game bars. So game stations from start to finish, nothing but video game bars. Like oh, wow. part for part you can differentiate from video game like yeah. niggas like boo they won't face you. Beat on my chest like I'm kid boo, 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 boo. Niggas like boo they won't face you. Boo from Mario. Beat on my chest like I'm kid boo. Um, any Dragon Ball Z game. It's kind of a cheat. Dragon Ball is a cheat, though. <laughs> Dragon Ball like Pokemon is a real cop-out. <laughs> I, I, I got it, dude. <laughs> on that topic, I was never like a Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon kid. None of those three I ever like got into. I don't know why, but <laughs> I was just always like... Man, I was so head over heels on like Nickelodeon. That was like... All I watched when I was growing up. Danny Phantom was cold. Danny Phantom is so cold. <laughs> Dude, Danny Phantom is so underrated. That is, man, on that note though, on that note, Danny Phantom was probably like the last like really solid like Nickelodeon cartoon. Like, I think that was like 2004 or some shit. But like, Danny Phantom was, was super dope. And then, do you, oh, do you have other cult good ones you liked? Oh, well, yeah, Invader Zim, Invaders. fucking um, Avatar. I like. Nef- yeah, I was more of a Cartoon Network kind of. Oh, guy. I was okay, the sure. Ed and Eddie Ben. Oh, right, right, right. Fucking, but I was all over the place though because I was watching Disney to watch whatever the fuck American Dragon. Yeah. Like, that. like I was big on cartoons. I Camp, was Camp Laszlo. Yeah. Growing up, I fucking watched that all the time. I hated Code Yoko. It's this weird ass dumb show that's like kind of stupid. That's my only description I have for it. I sure. Don't like that show. Well, that, that is fair because that describes a lot of fucking cartoons that manifested after like that mid 2000s time. But I will say, post cartoon wise, at least I haven't been watching them as much, but Adventure Time. It ended, but that's like, dude hands down one so of the best cartoons of all. Time. That's on my list. I need to watch Adventure Time. I've heard it's just a. I've heard it's a really amazing show. It is. I, I've been watching it from start to finish, like as it comes out. Great. Another one, Steven Universe. Okay. Really good. I kind of fell off. I'm a season or two behind, but sure. it's really good. It, some of these really like touch you. Like mm-hmm. I get emotionally invested. Yeah. With shows, I don't know. I guess. Kind of soft so in Turkey, yeah. <laughs> so going into adult cartoons, like, have you watched like BoJack Horseman? I literally watch Family Guy almost every night, and like, they have a new season out, and the last episode that just came out is hands down the most funniest thing I've ever seen. Really? I took an edible, so it's probably why I was laughing so hard. <laughs> but it's I've never cried from laughing from fucking Family Guy. Like I was on the ground, I had to stop it, replay yeah. it. Like, yo, they really fucking went there. Like yo, it was so fucking good, like, dude. <laughs> no, that's that's in, that's interesting. You said that because like, so like I was I was a huge fucking Family Guy dude. Like in middle school and like into high school. Like, but then like, come around 2010, 2011 was like kind of I kind of stopped watching Family Guy and I also kind of I was a big South Park guy too I stopped watching South Park I couldn't do it no I, I just I don't know why like it, it's good but I, once I heard like the PC shit I just I was like alright I don't I'm lost I don't care like, sure yeah yeah and, and I granted like I did revisit South Park when that when that PC shit came and like 
I do think some of like some of the social commentaries on that on like um, in South Park that have resurfaced are pretty funny. But Family Guy, like I never really like picked back up on. Um, I like I mean I love all the old episodes, but like I haven't watched any of the new stuff going on. So now that you brought that point up, I guess Family Guy's funny. I, like again, like Seth MacFarlane. This season, this season, this season alone, like I can't speak for everybody else's humor for the rest, but like this season alone has been the best. It's been like offensive, but not too offensive. But it's sure. funny. It's been crazy, stupid all over the place. And I like watching funny shit. When yeah, I'm and that's the thing is, I feel like South Park, like especially this past season, is almost getting like too offensive, or to the point where I feel like the creators are just trying their best to get canceled. Like, I, I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm not going to go into detail on that. But, um, but, um, let's go back. So, <laughs> oh, no. no, I was just like moving it so we yeah. fall off the table. Oh, yeah, right, right. right yeah. <laughs> we, we, like, uh, existentially feel like it's tilting or something. It's going to fall off the table. Yeah. Um, Paranoid. so, yeah. and, so the rest of the album. Um, okay, so we're at Game Station. Yeah. So after Game Station, that leads into Time Dreams. Bullshit. It does. And um, that one actually, at first, wasn't three songs in one. Like, they were like kind of separate songs. But sure. like, so I made Bullshit first. And then. Dream, then time, then dreams. And um, I had them placed in different parts and bullshit was actually attached to the end of egress. But then I realized like, oh wait, well let me like switch around this way because it sounds better. But like, so time, literally about my fucking life. Like <laughs> I work all the fucking time. I barely have any time for myself and it, it fucking sucks. It, it fucks up my social life. I don't get sleep. I, like I want to do shit, you know what I mean? Like I want to yeah. work on music. I'm working on music now. Like even after I dropped the album, I never stopped working on stuff. Like because I genuinely love making music and shit. But like I don't really have the time to like always be able to play around with producing or try to get my time in with video games because I do care about that shit or fucking catch up with manga or watch shows that I fucking watch because it's like I don't know how to like properly manage everything I want to do. But like lately I've been really good at that. But like this song was just kind of like me trying to get out that stress that yo i don't have time and it fucking sucks like it it, it really fucking sucks working like because i i'm life for some reason always throws bullshit in your way where you have to struggle more than you need it and like i'm trying to get over those humps and it just feel like it's a struggle but that song is basically about that struggle it kind of triggers me thinking about like yeah. <laughs> how yeah. much time i don't have like yeah. today is my first off day in 14 days and wild. I don't know what my next foreseeable one is when I'll be able to watch Endgame for the second time because I don't have time. I was probably gonna go today, but I got shit I gotta work on. Music wise, it's more important. Yeah. But okay, and then um, dreams. It just when Nate made because Nate made all three of those, swim, and uh, when he that song right. Like, when he made that song for me, right, like, in front of me, I just, like, kind of, like, fell in love with it. And, like, for some reason, I just kind of want to have, like, the 
Cuddy Hum esque feel, because like Cuddy is like one of my biggest inspirations. But like, it just really felt right, because like when the beat comes in, I feel like you're the dream. Sometimes I hate to the dream. Like, it just really felt like kind of the melancholy of life and just enjoying yeah. it. And then the lyrics is basically speaking how I feel about it. Like, but then bullshit, which uh, derives from it had a sample in it from a beat tape me and Nate made before. I had freestyled over like some Jay-Z sample thing, he did it. And like he made another beat sampling that sample that I made. And then um, originally it was his song. And then like, I'm kind of a bully towards him. So <laughs> I was like, hey bro, I'm using this now. He was like, all right. But like, he hasn't like really been like moving forward on like a lot of stuff. He like makes a lot of stuff and like, yeah. no disrespect Nate, but you need to work on your shit more. I'm out of you nigga. But, um, <laughs> but like, it's all love and respect. It's like, I love that man to death. And like, he, he'll like been backwards, like to help me, like artist wise, like to help me. Like he yeah. loves, he loves my music. I love his production. Like he's an amazing fucking producer and like, I'm kind of like always kind of bullying him to make him like make more music because he kind of like has other stuff going on in his yeah, life and shit. Right. So and like I get it, like I can never force anybody, but like I just we we work so well together. Like that's a great friend, but like bullshit basically is just a jumble of like emotions. I feel like, but I, I love it. That's probably time dreams bullshit is probably my favorite song off the album. Well, yeah. trifecta song off the album. Yeah. And it's a nod at Tyler because it's my favorite artist. Mm. But I always really like having two in one songs. Like it's not my first time doing that. It's just something I always really like doing. Totally. After that, it leads into egress. Egress means exit. I learned that from an Adventure Time episode. Oh. <laughs> and um, it was just me trying to like escape, like exit from the bad thoughts that I feel, like demons I'm gonna fight. Like <clears throat> it's like my second favorite song on the project. It's just like, I'm expelling all the hate, all the fucking bad emotions I have, and just like, kind of like, redirecting into something more positive and yeah. more p p lucrative, where like, I can buy my mom a Bentley for some shit yeah. like that. I can only wish. Yeah. Mom, I know you're gonna watch this, but <laughs> mom, if I ever have the, the means to buy you a Bentley, or some other, uh, you know, uh, some other high-end uh, automobile. <laughs> uh, man, I can only I can only imagine. But um, yeah. but I know I get that you you like especially especially because like yeah like I'm really close to my mother and um, you want to give back like you really have that drive to give back. Because like I didn't live with my mom at first. I lived with my granddad, so I, I always like really admire my mom and like yeah. We talk all the time. Like I told you earlier, I smoke with my mom today. Yup, I smoke with my mom. Yeah, dude. Hey, mom, I'm sorry, but I'm not. I'm that not. is so dope. <laughs> that is like, so dope. She called me when I was 18. I kind of told her myself, and then from there she was like, "Well, you rolling my blunts now, nigga." So like, <laughs> it like from there we just, yeah. So yeah, she called me when I first started. It was like right. bad timing, yeah. but. My mom also looks out for me and like makes sure that like, that's the only thing I'm doing. So I don't do acid or shrooms, mom. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but no. But I, I get that though. Like 
I feel that we need to looking out for our creators, man. Like um, mothers, shout out all mothers out there, man. Shout out moms, y'all's important. Yeah, man. Like for real, like moms. That. Like all the the nurturing and the just um, the rationality that mothers have provided in in many of our lives, like um, it's. It's timeless, man, and um, every every like things that like mothers provide is it, like it's it's really sucked on. Um, All right, so hmm. rose gold and goodbye. First song recorded on album. Well, yes, crazy. Did you know it was gonna be the last one? Did not. <laughs> really did not. Started as an intro, but. Um, It wasn't the first recorded because I had to like figure out some other stuff. Like I have deleted the whole second half of it before I made a new half. And then like, well, Nate made the first half and then Mammoth made the secret track at the end. But in between, like, so the first verse was all Nate and then like the second verse of the first song where it's like, uh, hmm. Like when there's like horns and stuff coming in and simps and shit, that was all me. Like I just built it on what he made. But that song is about just like, it starts off talking about my the, the death of my granddad and how I've been made back to Detroit since then and like how it like kind of seemed spiraling down like a dark path. And then Will comes in saying, fuck that bro. I know how I feel for you bro, but we wanna hear you rap bro. Like fuck all that. And then like, I just, try to rap and just like really like I want to buy my mama a Bima, a Bima Benz and Bentley and like everything like I just want to like really just flex and like go hard for it and then like the second half is still like me like affirming like yo I'm gonna be okay and then like the second half comes in this track produced by Charles and it's like me being more emotionally vulnerable talking about like how I was suicidal kind of at some point because like do go through a lot of shit that I don't want to go into, but like, it's just like, it was like reaffirming that like, I don't need nobody's cosign because I love myself. Yeah. And like, who gonna love me more than I love myself? Because if somebody loves me more than they love myself, more than I love myself, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, that, that's, that hits hard. Um, and, Many of us have been there, um, myself included, and, you know, I've been in that point too, and when people are pointing out the value of yourself more than you can do for yourself, then that's, like, for one, that's just, like, a real, um, it's just a big sort of wake-up call about, like, that something within you is haywire, something about your lifestyle needs... You know, it requires attention, and just you, you, you really need to do something about you and the way you're living your life that that affects your outlook on yourself that needs to change. Um, and I think a lot of us go through that, especially like you know, in our generation. But, um, but I, I think that's a that's a powerful like final note that um, your album, you know, uh, ends on. And I also like. Knowing these like personal themes that go into like a lot of these songs, whether it's like sort of like the 
the more like surface level stuff like smoking song where it's just a song admiring, <laughs> uh, yeah like admiring <laughs> admiring the herbal remedy but then like the way like it ends there you go but then the way it ends with such a like such a personal and and also just like emotional theme and and bring your vulnerabilities out to a to a song um so like are you um you much of a performer? I used to perform all the time, like with Will, way back when. But I just, I kind of, like, how can I say this? I just kind of got tired of doing like the same areas that I was performing. So I wanted to sit back, work on my craft, and get more shit. And like, this is, I was performing during my mixtape era. Now that I'm in like my album era, I want to do do more performance. I have a performance coming up on the 15th at a tavern is right under Turner Hall it's a restaurant oh yeah it's more yeah. more of a paid gig but like still like, yeah it's like my first performance in a while and last time I performed was like Arte for totals last year and that was great but I'm trying to get back into it like I'll definitely be on the scene more and trying to do more shows it's just like, me and Will both decided that we wanted to sit back and like kind of work on our craft and like do more regional stuff and like get actual content out because once the content's there, then the performance needs to be even better. Because like, I don't want to limit myself to doing like the stuff I was doing before. Like, I'm just trying to grow and like have a lot more to roll out. But like, I was talking to Will today, and like he literally was like, "Hey, bro, just remember, like," and he clicked on his watch. Like, we ain't got that much time, bro. So like, you definitely finna see me and Will more. You definitely finna see me and Will more coming soon. Like, ugly world. Yeah. Like, I'm taking this very serious. I'm working on like something kind of weird i'm not going to go into it too much because i might reveal some shit but i'm working on something right now like to a kind of help push rose go a little more and b work on the next stuff because like i am still working on music yeah right. that's all i really care about right now is like the content and then once i feel comfortable with the content and like i can kind of create and i'm kind of working more where i can reduce and like create more weirder shows because like it's one thing to just rap your songs but like i want to give experiences every time i've seen this like artists they have like a whole fucking experience like i saw travis this year i saw trippy red this year i saw Vince staples this year yeah and i gotta if i had to rank it it was travis Vince staples and trippy red like trippy red was nice because it's like he rapped half of his songs then like stopped the song and sung it with the crowd he did that multiple times and I was high as fuck so I was dry mouth and I was kind of upset about that like I'm singing along a little too much bro like I fuck with your music heavy to come on but like not to take away from that because right. I still fuck with it yeah, yeah. I still fuck with it but that was just me complaining because I'm like dry mouth but Vince always had that was my fourth time seeing Vince and like, he always gives a fucking like wonderful performance mm -hmm. in my eyes and Travis his whole fucking set which is like so custom and so like tailored to his performance it was like so beautiful like he did uh stop trying to be god and like he's standing there and this is like a cross hologram on his chest just chilling like that uh, level of preparedness is where i want to be at before i feel more comfortable doing shows but like i still have to get back in there so i'm definitely working my way back in there but i just want to create and give away experiences rather than just perform because it's one thing to rap your songs and it's another thing to like perform the songs like, and I, I'm, yeah. a, I, I'm a artsy type kind of guy I wouldn't like really roll out and have fun yeah I mean yeah like the 
the live aspect definitely like brings, you know, a different kind of humanity to to your songs and like um, just how you present them on stage and how you interact with the crowd with them, how how you order them even like those little things like it leaves an experience. It's just like crowd control is a weird thing because like a lot of people these days too don't want to like do stuff because like you're trying to look cool and shit, but like. I love, like, whenever I go to a show, like, I love to, like, perform, like, jump around and do shit. Like, at Travis shit, I, I hopped in up, like, 12 different monster pits. I'm 25 now, I shouldn't be doing Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's, it was an interesting process, and I, I fucking love the whole show. Like, so I, I want to, like, leave people like that, like, awestruck. Like, when I saw Cuddy, I was awestruck, and I saw him twice. Like, both times, I was just, like, like left in whoa. Like, Tyler, I've seen three times. Last time, I'm not gonna lie, I cried because he did my favorite song. I fucking hate you. That shit has an emotional attachment. Yeah. I was going through some shit when that song came out. And I know it word for word, and I rapped that shit hard as fuck. Like, I was, like, that's my favorite artist. Like, mm -hmm. Tyler, Cuddy, Vince, top three. So that being said, if you, given your own, like, per like rap, style slash brand if you could collab with any big name artist Jaden Smith why I love Jaden Smith mm -hmm. I love his music I love everything about that man Jaden Smith also Tyler most likely but I and if anything from Cuddy if if he hummed I would be humbled because like Cuddy was my number one growing up all my life yeah. Tyler kind of just like Top of that, and like, I'm really excited to see what he finna drop. But right. like, Cuddy will always be like a legend in my eyes. Like, mm -hmm. I don't even think I would like. I hate to be that kid. Be like, without Cuddy, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. But, like, I'm definitely one of those kids. Yeah. Man on the Moon too saved my life, and that, that shit kind of helped me get towards music too, especially yeah. more artistic route because Cuddy's artistic. Yeah. All right. Wild six four, Chris Cunningham. All right, Chris. Closing questions. What keeps you up at night? Wondering if Kanye is really going to run for president in twenty twenty. Damn, that, that's real. I, I still no one know. No one fucking knows. Is he? I don't know. And like, I don't know. Sunday service is kind of swaying, but yeah. yeah <laughs> fair, fair. What puts you to sleep? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, uh, we? I don't know. Right. Happy I kind of knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. <coughs> well, Let's go. Shit. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. Well, thanks for being on the show. The great episode. Great to chat. Um, all right. Listen to Rose Gold Mutt because it is one of the finest hip hop albums coming out of Milwaukee in this year of 2019. Um, while six four, remember. Um, all right, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you soon. <laughs>